protection. Humans used him as a trap to draw others of his kind, nearly succeeding in killing the life-mate to his prince. The stain of shame would always be on him, would always keep him from being completely comfortable in his homeland and with others of his kind. He would never be able to bear their forgiveness. He could not forgive himself. His self-imposed penance had been service to his people. He actively hunted their mortal enemy, the vampire, engaging in battle after battle when he had never been a warrior. He went from country to country in a relentless, merciless hunt, determined to rid the world of the evil stalking his kind. Every kill brought him closer to the edge of madness, until he found the music. The night enfolded him, embraced him as a brother. In the darkness his eyes glowed the fiery red of a predator on the hunt. Far below him he glimpsed the lights of the villas dimmed by the thick bank of fog, houses crammed close to one another, set precariously on the hillsides. In the distance he could just make out the Scarletti Palazzo, a work of art created so many centuries before. The music originated there, in the great palazzo. Concertos and operas were composed and played on a perfectly tuned piano. He stayed close by to hear the beauty of the masterpieces created and performed. The notes soothed him and gave him a sense of hope. He had even gone so far as to purchase several CDs and a machine on which to play them, keeping his treasures deep beneath the earth in the lair he kept to be close to the woman he knew belonged to only him. Her family knew he was dangerous by looking at him. They sensed the predator in him, but Antonietta thought herself safe with him, and she was the only one he wanted. The one woman he would have. Antonietta Scarletti stared blankly toward the elaborate stained-glass window of the palazzo. Outside the walls of the villa, the wind shrieked and moaned. She touched the glass with her sensitive fingertips, tracing the lead and the familiar patterns. If she tried, she could remember them, the vivid colors and frightening images. She laughed aloud at the thought. As a child, she had certainly been frightened by the gargoyles and demons decorating the 15th-century palazzo. Now she simply appreciated their beauty, although she could only see them through her fingertips. Her home had been modernized many times over the centuries, but the Gothic architecture had been preserved as closely as possible to the original. She loved every secret passageway with the Machiavellian traps and every carefully cut stone that made up her home. Strangely, she was sleepy. Most nights she wandered wide awake through the large hallways or played her piano, the music moving through her and on to the keys to pour out the torrent of emotion that sometimes threatened to overwhelm her. Tonight, as the wind howled and the sea pounded on the cliffs, she plaited her hair into a thick rope and thought of a dark poet. Tasha, her cousin, had commented at dinner that threads of grey were already beginning to appear in her mass of long hair. Antonietta knew she was vain about her hair, but it was her only call to glory, and now, with the grey beginning to appear, it was only a matter of time before that small vanity would vanish. 
Her self-mocking laughter was soft as she moved without hesitation across the room, unerringly to the piano. Her fingers slid across the keys, immediately responding to the laughter in her heart. She loved her life, blind or no. She lived it the way she wanted to live. Music flowed into the night, a summons. She knew the music called to him, Byron. Antonietta thought of him day and night, a secret obsession she couldn't get over. The sound of his voice touched her like she imagined his fingers on her skin would, a caress of sound. He was her only regret. Her money and fame allowed her to lead the life she wanted in spite of her loss of sight, but it also provided a barrier between her and every man, even Byron, especially Byron. His quiet ex